Hello and welcome to Experience Share. That's the name of the podcast. We finally settled on a name. I'm I'm hesitant to say what it was down to because I feel like our listeners, like everyone's going to be like, oh, you should have gone with the Mew 2. That's true. It was down to the Team Rocket Rejects, the Kanto Kids, the Mew 2, the Badge Boys, the Rare Dandies, which is still maybe my favorite, <laughs> and Experience Share. And we settled on Experience Share because it is clever because we are sharing our experiences playing these games. And it's uh, an item, a very popular item. Yes, and it's an item you pick up in these games. My name is Magna Tanner Greenring, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring. My co-host is, of course, as always, Slack Josh Fielstead. I don't love that. A.k.a. Josh Fielstead. You're a slack off this week. I don't really love the look of that Pokemon, and I He's also bad. don't love the implication. He's apparently one of the worst Pokemon. He has a, a trait, and that we don't know this yet because we haven't played this game yet, but he has a trait called Truancy, which means that every other turn he misses his turn. That sounds pretty awful. Yeah. Let's hope that by the time we get to the generation he's in, you're going to have to be a normal trainer and you're going to have to have a slack off. That'd be sort of fun for me. I hate the look of him and it sucks that that's your name this week, but that is your name this week. My name this week is Magneton or Greenring and I'm named after Magneton, who's this very cool looking magnet screw ball Pokemon. It's like if you took three balls and six screws and six magnets and stuck them together do you know what i mean i mean he's effectively the screws and bolts aisle at a home depot with a googly eye glued to his face yeah we don't say home depot though because we're boycotting them Uh, we say lowe's or your local hardware store support local business yes please i'm looking at a picture of shiny magneton and it's a nightmare because it doesn't have eyes, and all the magnets don't have the blue and red tips. They just have black tips. Oh. And I hate the look of it. Yeah, I don't love the new Final Evolution either. Magnazone. Ooh. Kind of weird. Tell me more about Magnazone. Oh, he looks like an, a UFO. Yeah. Here's something I don't understand and something we can cover when we get into the Gen 2s and the Gen 3s. It would feel to me, and it's going to feel to me, like a ripoff when we start introducing, like, pre-evolutions and like extra evolutions pikachu gets that weird little mini pikachu right pichu and that evolves into pikachu that's right and it's like well i've spent like 20 hours in kanto so far and i've encountered plenty of pikachus haven't encountered a single pichu yet or Igglybuff. Ugh. But they're the babies. Why would the adult Pokemon have their little babies running around out where the humans might be? They're they're protected. Why do I why do I get to encounter them in Gen 2 and 3? Perhaps research methods in the later generations have advanced. Or maybe the character you're playing in the later generations is just has like a more gentle disposition. That could be true. You know, everyone's a little more trusting. This week Slack Josh, we ventured from Pewter City through Mount Moon, over Route 4, and into Cerulean City to defeat the gym leader, Misty. Did you beat her? Oh, yeah. Handily. I did, too, and also pretty handily. We had some words, 
her and I. And what were those words? My character, Mr. Squirt, all water type, dedicated water type Pokemon master. He felt as though she were biting his style a little bit, you know? He thought he had kind of carved out this cool niche for himself in Kanto where he is the water type master and he's kind of, that's kind of his thing and he's got this war turtle now and the war turtle's cool and he's got a Magikarp now and the Magikarp is cool and like he's building this water army that's unstoppable and it's going to crush his rival Bad Josh and his IRL rival Josh someday. We'll see. I, I don't know about the latter. I'm good, Josh. Well, no, I think so. Bad Josh went down in a brutal defeat to Mr. Squirt this week. My rival Greg did as well, despite his boast of his strong and smart Pokemon, and he's running around with that, the level 15 Abra that only has teleport, which you can't even use in battle. So that was garbage. Oh, yeah. He tried that on me, too, actually. He kept doing teleport, and then it was like, and it didn't work or whatever. It was like, well, okay, well, then why do you, why does he keep doing it? Yeah, maybe just wait to deploy this Pokemon you know, give him confusion, nightshade, give him something. Bad Josh, here's an idea. Do what I'm doing with Oberon, my new Magikarp, and put him in at the top of your lineup, start a fight, immediately switch him out for one of your other Pokemon, be it Jean Baptiste, your War Turtle, or <laughs> Edouard, your Chansey, or Philippe, your Beedrill. You you mean Clefairy? Clefairy, Clefairy, yes, 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 Clefairy. You know, they look a lot alike, Chansey and Clefairy. Yeah, they are both quite bulbous. And let him get a bit of that experience heat off of the battle and kind of get him up a few more extra levels and then trot him out. Let him get some new abilities and shit. Don't even bother until then. Fuck bad, Josh. That guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's an ass. Every time I face him, it's a brutal defeat. My Pokemon are overpowered right now. In fact, I so I skipped over Misty and I went on a journey. So I beat Mount Moon. Okay. I beat Route Four. I got to Cerulean. I fucked around there for a little bit, and then I took Route Five to the Underground Path, and I ended up in Ver- Vermilion before I beat Misty. And I went down to Vermilion to get the old rod so that I could get a Magic Card. Rather than you were not willing to take that scammer outside Mount Moon in the Pokemon Center who offers a fine Magikarp for 500, 500 bucks. No, I missed him. I didn't talk to him. The people who were in the Poke Centers are creeps and perverts. And I talk to most people in Kanto, but I don't talk to the people in Poke Centers because they're always creeps and perverts. And they're always just like, uh, did you know that you can trade Pokemon if you have a link cable? I do especially dislike, in this generation in particular, the creepiest sprite probably of all is that little, like, kind of hunched over, definitely old-looking man with the, the like, fedora. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's up to no good, no matter he where like he is. Incel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I missed him. I got all the way down to Vermilion City. I got my Magikarp and then worked my way back up to Cerulean. Wow. And in the meantime, managed to level so many Pokemon to such a high degree that I started to worry about losing control of them. <laughs> wow. Humble brag. I had to fight Misty because when you fight Misty, you get the Cascade Badge, which gives you command over Pokemon up to level 30. 
And some of my Pokemon are not too far from 30 at this point. I feel like we should do a level check because my levels are not nearly that close to level 30. Okay. So I've got Churchill here, who we'll we'll get back to because he was definitely the MVP of this chapter, as you might imagine. He's your Charizard. Churchill is my Pikachu because he's rotund and saucy. I don't think anyone's ever described Winston Churchill as saucy before, but... You don't think so? He's got a lot to say and he's not afraid to say it. And Churchill, the Pokemon, the Pikachu, he expresses that with his 10,000 volts coming out of his cheeks. Of course. So Churchill's level 18. Okay. Then we've got Elizabeth, if everyone remembers, is now a Nidorina. Okay. She is level 16. We had a swap. I had to cut Rattata because it just wasn't working out. I love Hyper Fang, but he was kind of sitting around at level 11, and I couldn't deal with it anymore. I came across an Oddish that looked particularly good, Oddish is cool, and it's something you have access to and I don't. As a red player, you get Oddish, and as a blue player, I get Bellsprout. Oddish I captured because I like having some kind of grass Pokemon, and I feel that Vileplume is top tier outside of, like, Venusaur in first generation. Which is the one that looks like a pervert with its, like, drippy mouth? Gloom. Gloom I, I don't like. Very gross. It's a middling tier. I can get it over with. With the drippy mouth, it's really gross. And I don't like looking at it. Listen, I don't either. And she's almost there. She's level 17. Boudica. Gloom is the worst Pokemon of this generation. Okay. Except for maybe Mr. Mime and Okay. Let's not get crazy. (laughs) First of all, certainly Mr. Mime and Jinx are worse. Mr. Mime and Jinx aren't Pokemon. They're people. But I also think Tangela is pretty bad because it's a pile. People love Tangela. It's a pile of vines that has red tap dancing shoes inexplicably. That's cool. I love that. No, I don't like it when they have clothes. Where did they get them? It's not even clothes. It's just like he's grown like shoes, pods that look like shoes. I guess. But isn't that kind of weird? That doesn't feel Tangela's weird Tangela's cute. Tangela's cute. And you're wrong. Your take on Tangela's bad. Because I'm looking at pictures of Tangela now, and it's a cutie. We're going to have to uh, agree to disagree on that. Cutie! Look at this! I know what Tangela looks like, man. Gloom is a pervert. I'm not impressed. Listen, I'm not going to defend Gloom. And maybe Gloom is in the top 10 worst in the first generation. Yeah. But, uh, man, she might be top 5 now that I'm thinking about it. It's weird that you've, you've assigned her a female presence. My Oddish is a female. Mine is Bodica, the legendary Celtic warrior. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've decided. I'm expanding to just British Isles in general. Just famous historical figures from the British Isles. And that's mostly because, unfortunately, there aren't too many famous female British politicians outside of Thatcher. And I don't really want to have to have a Thatcher in my what team. About the, what about the series of queens that ran Britain uh, of for course. hundreds of years? I mean, I've got Elizabeth already. There's more, isn't there? Yeah, we got Mary. Victoria's certainly coming out. Victoria's an icon. Right. Okay, so keep going through your list. So Litzard, who will be renamed once I make it to Lavender Town, is now a Charmeleon. Oh. Charmeleon's level 16. 
Okay. Lana Del Rey, the Butterfree, she is 16. And Brian, the Spiro, 17. So you'll notice Churchill is now my number one, and that's because he's coming fresh out of KOing every single Pokemon in Misty's gym. Right, yeah. But they're all very level. Yeah. There's discrepancy of only two levels between all of them. Yeah, so remind me what your lowest level is. 16. And your highest level? 18. We're on different paths. We're that's, on different journeys. That's why I'm curious where yours are at, especially with your Vermilion City interlude. My Vermilion City interlude led me to getting Oberon, my Magikarp. And Oberon right now is level 12. Okay. I've In a very short amount of time, I managed to get him from level 5 to level 12. And I'm just eight short levels away from having Oberon the Gyarados. Oh, that name's really going to fit once he evolves. So he's top of the lineup. Next, I have Jean-Baptiste, of course. How could we forget? My level 26 (laughs) War Turtle. 26? (laughs) That is outrageous. Yeah. Next is Philippe, my Beedrill, who's level 18. Okay. Lucian, my Nidorina, who is level 24. Wow. Yvette, my Bellsprout, who's level 14. Okay. It's reasonable. And Edward, my Clefairy, who is level 15. Okay. I've got a 26er on my team. So you got a difference of eight levels at the high end yeah. there. Okay. But at the low end, you got a difference of 12. Yeah. Oberon is quickly leveling up. And I think by the next time we talk, even though I already have sort of made my way down to Vermilion and taken care of all the trainers along that route, I anticipate that by the next time we talk, I will have a Gyarados on my hands because that is my goal is to have a Gyarados. I'm transforming my team into what it needs to become, which is an all-powerful, all-water type team of Pokemon Titans that will be unstoppable and will crush all competitors, including Bad Josh and normal, regular IRL Josh. I can't be cool, Josh. No. Okay. That's too bad. Bug trainers, Josh and I have a long history of Josh really wanting to be singled out as some kind of like impressive Josh. But that honor always goes to some other Josh in our lives. I don't think I'm alone here. For me, at least, every other Josh, everyone who has my name, it starts out as my enemy. And perhaps if we meet and interact and we find ourselves copacetic, understanding of our fellow Josh condition, and that they are a cool or good Josh rather than a bad Josh then we can come to an understanding. But by default, anyone who shares my name has to be my enemy. Okay. And so you're hoping that you can one day meet bad Josh? Oh, I've met bad Joshes. I'm the cool Josh by default. Yeah, okay. That's fine. When we worked together, you once demanded that I never hire anyone called Josh. Yeah. And when the company that we did work at hired another Josh and we started calling him Cool Josh, it infuriated you. I really didn't like that. Yeah. Did you guys ever become friends? We were fine. Okay. We had an understanding. I think we also called him Gay Josh, which also drove me insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I'm Gay Josh. Because he was another Gay Josh, and you hated that. (laughs) 
What's interesting, I found out actually, I think as related to that scenario, I found out that, and Lord knows at this point, where the stat comes from, Josh and Sean, Sean spelled S-E-A-N specifically, are the two most common gay male names. The gayest names? I mean, I feel like I should say that rather than you. It's got to be a statistics thing, right? (laughs) Yes. At least her name's not Tanner, man. Tanner is a name that was like unusual name that no one had until now. And now I'm a 35-year-old man and every like 12-year-old boy is called Tanner and they're all dickheads. And it's taken on this air of douchiness. Tanner's popping off? Tanner's popping off and it's a douche name now. What soiled your good name? What was the the cultural thing that triggered Tanner becoming the new hot name? I don't even know. I don't even know. And I wish I did know. I yearn to live in the obscurity of a name like Josh. It's only obscure now, but it was in the limelight for a while. Too long, some would say. I would say. That's why I call you Joshua. I feel like, uh, you know, gives it a little gravity. Anyway, I was telling you my team. Right. Oh, I told you my team. So, on the road to Mount moon there's one thing i definitely wanted to talk about did you notice these guys outside on route four i believe who are just yelling at you about how they love shorts yeah what was that about what were they called yeah i think they were youngsters yeah there might have been a bug catcher they love shorts and they'll they're not afraid to tell you about it Yeah, and they will harass you. One of them says, hey, you're not wearing shorts. Right. They brag about wearing them in the winter. Which is not cool. I remember those kids. It's bizarre. they're not cool. Especially when I was growing up, shorts were mostly khaki shorts, which is even worse. And that's what I picture these shorts guys are walking around in. Yes, shorts were definitely khakis for sure, but also oftentimes, and I'm a little bit older than you, so maybe this is the difference, very long shorts that went down to like lower calf. No, they were still low. They went very far down because if they were too short, you know, if they were even slightly above your knees, then you're gay. Well, you're yeah, you're a woman or you're gay or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's what everyone was talking about. Which is bad. Uh, obviously. Yeah, I think the parallel to the shorts guys that I couldn't stop thinking about, to me, they felt like they were the wife guys of the Pokemon world, where their whole thing is, I'm wearing shorts. If you're not wearing shorts, like you got to be jealous and you got to get some shorts. Much like the wife guys, you got to have a wife. Check out my wife. Yes, the the person whose whole personality has become the fact that he is wearing shorts or has a wife. Yeah, wife guys are having a moment, unfortunately. These are people who are always on Instagram. They're always showing off their wives. They're always quoting Borat. You've got a great Borat impression. To be My clear. wife. <laughs> I know. I've really honed it. Am, I have, I have an, a genuine question for you, Josh, okay. as a, my dear friend of maybe close to 10 years. Almost. Yeah, we're at eight or nine. I'm a married man to Congrats. a woman. My wife, Jamie, am I a no wife guy? Without a doubt, okay. no hesitation, not a wife guy. I love my wife, and I do talk about her, and I do celebrate her, but I don't think it's no. My I think it's like a it's a very healthy aspect of your personality and your relationship. 
everyone knows you have a wife and you have a great wife, but nobody is like, oh, that's the guy with the wife. Am I turning into a dad? Well, you are a, you are a dad. Because I do have a newborn son. I am a dad. I had a son two months ago. And he's really all I talk about on social media now. I'm not as big on social media as Josh. I think you still have more, at least, Twitter followers than I do, though. Yeah, you can have them, man, if you want them. I literally never tweet. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay. Back to the game. These kids with the shorts are wife guys for and sure. And I wipe the floor with them. Me too. Mount Moon, there's also these like burly dudes in vests oh, called yeah. hikers. And I made short work of the hikers with my water team because they always have like geo dudes and onyxes. Yeah, they had some machops they threw in. Then there's the youngsters and the lasses and the bug catchers, and most of them are doing rolling like normal types, bug types, plant types. Then there's this, I don't know how they did this, and I texted you about this after I fought him. At the end of Mount Moon, when you're collecting the fossils, they've somehow managed to digitize your likeness and persona, Josh Fjallstad's, and insert it into the game as this character called Super Nerd. Oh. So he kind of exists no. to protect the fossils, and he wants to claim both of them, and he challenges you to a fight. Yes. Right? And if you defeat him, you get to claim one of the two fossils, either the dome fossil or the helix fossil. And the likeness, and I'm just, I'm, I've got the sprite for Super Nerd up now, and the likeness is just... How did they do this, Josh? How did they take Josh Fjellstad? Fuck you. And digitize him in such a I mean, way. It's so jarring. Well, let's like one it's thing clear. Valley. He's got pretty slick glasses is one thing I would say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh, I think you're in trouble when you're defending. I don't love that he's nerd. like seemingly crawling around on the ground as though he just lost his glasses. He's like a sniveling little worm. Super nerd is definitely not a kind of trainer I love to be identified with. Who's your ideal trainer that you would like to be identified with? As I previously said, I think the ace trainers are pretty good. Everyone would say that, you know? That's true. It's too obvious. But I like the Ether Foundation. I like their outfits. I think it's in black and white, right? Oh, yeah. These guys look cool as hell. They look like angels. They're very slick. You know who I like? And they're bad guys, so it's not great. Team Magma has a look that I'm all about. Look up the Team Magma grunts. The boys wear these cool, like, bodysuits with, like, long shorts and horn, they got these little capes with horns. Yeah, the dudes sort of look like shorts guys, though. Look up Team Magma Admin and tell me that that's not me. Put glasses on that guy. He's kind of like a, 
a chunky man with like a five o'clock shadow. I know the admin looks dope. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, let me just tell you, pretty much the second scroll on Team Magma minions or Team Magma admin, you get into some racy pictures real quick. There's a character in Team Magna called Courtney, and apparently the Pokemon fanboys are big fans. Sexually? They love and sexually, yes. And they love to do art of Team Magma's Courtney. They really love to focus on her breasts, mostly. Surprising. Back to the game we did play. Super Nerd is you. Mount Moon is a nightmare. It is a nightmare. I got lost a couple of times because I'm very, as we've established, a completionist. I want to make sure that I hit all of the little extra layers. Those fucking Zubats were driving me insane. The Zubats were driving me insane, and I'm usually a completionist as well, but these fucking Zubats, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I was like, no, I have to get out of here. And also, like, I was hurting. My Pokemon were getting owned. It was rough. You're in that fucking cave for so long. I went to the service multiple times to hit up that Pokemon Center, let me tell you. I never went. I never went. I went, I soloed this cave. I single-hitted this cave. I went in. Did you beat all the trainers? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I beat all the rocket rockets. I beat all the super nerds. And I got my dome fossil and I ditched. I mean, you know, with Churchill, the Pikachu, we were just knocking those Zubats. I, it was KOs, just one hit, constantly. They slow you down, you know? Yeah. It's demoralizing. And then you've got these trainers, and then you've got these hikers, and then you've got these Team Rocket dudes. And the Rocket dudes all have, like, Ekans and Coffin, and they, like, all of a sudden, Jean-Baptiste oh. was poisoned. Did you bring some antidotes? No! Oh, come on. They're $100. I don't plan You ahead. gotta have at least two. Just have two. I don't plan ahead. I just dove in, and I barely made it out. I think a lot of my low-level Pokemon probably it's died no wonder in the process, you have but... such a heavily stacked team, because you got your champions... You know, I I went through the gauntlet and I was like, I'm never going to let something like this happen to me again. And I grounded out, you know, I got my Jean-Baptiste up to level 26 so that the next time I went into a Mount Moon, nothing could stop me. The only things that really kept me going, I have to say, I think the Mount Moon soundtrack and I, I think it's just the kind of generic dungeon music, but the music in Mount Moon slaps. One issue that I have with the Game Boy Advance SP is that it doesn't have a headphone jack, and I like to be able to hear all of the music. Oh my god, you're right. So here's the thing, is I'm just looking at my XP now, and I didn't quite realize that, because I've just been playing the music out loud, much (laughs) to my wife's displeasure. And my husband's as well. It only really became a problem for me when I've now encountered a new scenario. As a 30-year-old man, you can still find them, and that one is standing proudly on the subway, a crowded subway, whipping out a Game Boy Advance SP with a giant Pokemon Red cartridge sticking out of the bottom. The cartridges do not fit in the Game Boy Advance SP. But I also was not able to listen to the music because I wasn't willing to go that far. I'm not a, a heathen. 
Okay, and uh, the second you mentioned it, I'm immediately on eBay. Just get me one. Get me one, too. They're only $2.49, so I'm buying two right now. Josh, we're professional Pokemon players now. The music is part of that, you know? We need the full experience because you need to be able to know when you're listening to a banger. Which, by the way, gym battle music has always been iconic to me. Is every gym the same? Yeah, although I think Giovanni has a different tune. I don't know who that is. The head of Team Rocket, who is also the gym leader, eighth gym leader. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I think the gym fight music in general is probably the best track. Okay. I like just the standard theme. It's good. It's good. All right, we made it through Mount Moon. We beat all the Team Rockets. We beat Josh, Super Nerd. We beat the Zubats. You got the Dome Fossil. I went Helix. I got Dome. Okay, so this is something I actually looked up, and I'm trying my best not to read ahead in this game and not to look ahead to see what's coming for me. But when I got to these two fossils, I was like, okay, here's my thing. I am a water-type guy, right? Right. Everything I do needs to be water-type eventually. And soon, I've defeated two gyms now. I need to have these water types established by the fifth gym. Before the battle at the fifth gym. I looked them up. I was like, what are these two Pokemon going to become? Much to my surprise, they're both water type Pokemon. The dome fossil turns into Kabuto. Right. And the helix fossil turns into Omanite, which then turn into Kabuto tops and Omastar. I think both water and rock. Both dual-type Pokemon. Kabutops. I think it's Kabutops. Turns Kabutops. I, I uh, can't be Kabutops. positive, but it sounds a little more natural. No, you're right. Kabutops does not look like a water-type Pokemon, but he is, and he is a, a, com- a dual-type water-rock Pokemon. And he's got some interesting stats and some interesting moves later on in the game. Omastar is also a water rock type, but when I was looking at sort of their end game or late game move set, Omastar's, there's a lot of water type moves in there, you know? That's right. Whereas Kabutops, Kabutops had some interesting stuff with like some dark type moves and things like that. So I decided to go with the Dome Fossil and get some of these like grass type, normal type water type and dark type moves so that I could vary up my team's moveset a little bit. Although dark isn't a type yet in generation one. Is it not? It is not. Okay. And that's interesting because I didn't look that closely, but still I feel like this was the kind of the smart move for me. I agree in particular because Kabutops is much more biased toward physical damage. And that's going to be, an asset for you when most of the other obviously water pokemon are special attack biased and i mean kabutops also he's got a killer look he's got those big slashers yeah he looks gross so he's got he's got some rocks he's got one grass type move absorb he's got rock throw he's got rock slide he can eventually get leech life so kabuto and kabuto kabutops seem like the the obvious choice for me 
You went with Omastar, Omanite and Omastar. I did that mostly because we're going to try to get all 151 Pokemon, so we're going to need them. I also happen to think that's kind of a cutie. Oma Knight in particular has got a nice little face. He's got those little tentacles. Oma Star looks awful, though. That's true. Oma Star scares me. It's got this little beak, which I'm not in love with. I don't like the beak. Okay, so then, so now we've got the dome and the Helix fossil. We've made it through Mount Moon. We are on to Cerulean City. There's a bike shop there. Too expensive. Too expensive. It's like $100,000 for a bike. I don't even like bike riding, so I'm not spending a million dollars. A million, like, pokey credits. No, no thank you. On a bike. No, no thank you. I will say this, though, Josh. I did... I'm. Our rule is that you can explore as much as you want before defeating the gym leader. That's correct, although you've already taken it to a whole new level with this Vermilion adventure. You've got, like, almost ten levels on me. I'm not sure I could have, but, like, conceivably you could fight Lieutenant Surge, the third gym leader, before you even fight Misty, right? No, because you need to have cut in order to access the gym. And you can't get cut until... You can't use cut outside of battle until you beat Misty, right? Right. Okay, well, anyway, I got to Vermilion and talked to a gentleman down there who gave me a voucher for a free bike. And I've yet to cash it in, but you should know that that is a slight advantage I have on you now, is that I can get around this city fairly, or this this map fairly easily. I'll get there. I'm taking my time. I also met a gentleman on my trip down to Vermilion who made a very generous offer to me. He said, I am a... Pokemon daycare, and I will gladly watch your Pokemon for you and help them level up as you're out adventuring. And who'd you put in there? I put in there who I imagine 99.9% of people put in there. The Meowth I had caught seconds <laughs> yeah, that, earlier. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, okay, you want one of my Pokemon? I just caught this Meowth who's only level three. Go nuts. I'll be back for my Persian in... Well, they 28 game hours. They won't evolve until you take them out. So you want to remove Meowth the level before before it exactly. evolves into Persian. If you keep them in there, will they just not evolve at all? Right. But they will level indefinitely until they reach level 99. But they will not evolve. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm not going to do anything with my Meowth, but I do want to catch all 151. Obviously, so I do need to get a Persian eventually. I might drop my Jigglypuff, which I named Allie after Allie McBeal, the famous British (laughs) TV star. Uh, No, because the side plot with my Pokemon like Lana Del Rey is that I'm also naming them after fictional or real pop stars so alley yes because jigglypuff obviously would be the alley from a star is born of the pokemon world which we all know because the creators of detective pikachu said that if they were able to make their dream movie it would be a star is born starring jigglypuff as the main talent can i say something that's gonna freak your bean a little bit uh yeah 
my wife knows the writers of oh the Detective God. Pikachu movies. She went to school with them. And she was surprised to see their names in the credits and <laughs> DM them on Twitter. And they were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yes, we wrote it. Well, so you're a heartbeat away from the writers of Detective Pikachu movie. And maybe we can get them on the pod someday. I, I think we're going to have to put in a little more work. But if anything, that needs to be our motivating factor is to get them to come on here. Get to a place where we're at contemporaneously with the podcast, the Detective Pikachu movie, which I guess we would need to get to the Detective Pikachu game. Which I've played. And I've only played a little bit of. I I have a hard time with it. It's a game for babies. Loved it. It's insane. It's the craziest Pokemon move game I've ever played. It's a game for babies. That's true. So I'm having trouble getting through it, but I do. It is. It's fun to inhabit that universe. And Pikachu's voice is Chef Kiss. Even better than Ryan Reynolds. I mean, it's a scenario where I think the ideal casting for me would have been Danny DeVito. Yes, 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 yes. And that's who that's who the game version of Pokemon sort of summons. Exactly. It's a Danny, Danny DeVito type. Back to the game we were playing. Pokemon Red and Blue. We went to Cerulean and we faced... Gym leader Misty to earn ourselves the Cascade Badge. How did you do? I just sauntered in there. I had Churchill up front. And the first, the little, you know, the scab in the front, she was a waste of time. The second one was as well. She had that, like, level 18 or 19 Goldeen. No, thank you. Yeah. Misty, the only hesitation we had for a moment there was Starmie managed to confuse Churchill and he was down to his last hit. Yes. But he popped off one last thundershock and that was it. Yeah. I mostly took care of Misty with my Nidorina. Interesting. Even with Starmie's super effective psychic moves? Well, keep in mind the level at which my Nidorina was operating at. She was level 24 by the time. (laughs) We reached Misty, and we took her down pretty quickly. Pretty quickly and pretty effectively. We get that uh, Bubble Beam TM. That's a great one. you got to be careful with who you use that on because that move is excellent. Okay, I already used it on Jean-Baptiste. <laughs> now, which one is Jean-Baptiste again? My War Turtle. I think he learns that on his own. Well, he has it now, so All right. no need. I only have two Water-type Pokemon, and Oberon, my Magikarp, can't learn it. He's immune to learning any TMs, so... I think Gyarados learns it, so you're fine. Anyway, Jean-Baptiste has it now. I'm looking forward to using it in battle. You want to talk about Bill real quick? This, <sighs> this. I'm sorry to keep using this term so much this, this game, but like this last little segment of Pokemon, we've encountered a lot of perverts. That's true. Just everywhere strewn about the landscape and we encountered this pervert called bill after we went through that nugget bridge which was kind of a joke i had fun with the nugget bridge i liked it nobody there was really toting any real talent no 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 i took care of them quickly and it was like a nice grind it was a nice experience sort of boost for me 
And you get a little nugget at Love the end. That. I haven't even cashed it in yet. I want to see how far I can make it, my finances, before I need to dig into the rainy day fund. The trust fund. So you go through, we end up in that maze up at the top. Nothing really that exciting up there. It's our normal cast of characters. We got the hikers. We got the only guy who really stood out to me is the one who's bragging about having a girlfriend. Okay, guy, you've got a girlfriend? Right. Well, guess what? I've got a wife. I got a husband. Ever heard of it? So. Uh, so gay marriage, unclear in the Pokemon world. We'll have to see how that evolves. Oh, are there any gay people in uh, Pokemon? I mean, there are a lot of people who are certainly on the spectrum. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how explicit they are about it. That hiker guy I saw was giving me vibes a little bit. He's so, kind of a bear. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so we go through, we clear out a bunch of losers. We end up on the Cerulean Cape. Beautiful place. Feels like it's a Cape Cod situation. Yep. Go into the one house there, and you got this freak who's roaming around a talking Pokemon. It's unclear which Pokemon, because all the Pokemons in these games, there's like six sprites for Pokemons. In Let's Go, he is distinctly a Nidorino. Okay. And that's sort of what his sprite maps to in Generation 1, but it's unclear as far as I've researched. It's not implied who he's supposed to actually be. Right. He's just kind of the little, like, monster sprite. Yeah, he's not a good Pokemon. I mean, I if I were him, wouldn't you want to be something really dope? I would at least want to be a Pokemon with digits, like fingers, and oh, a dick. Right. A dick. You you want to try that right? out? Right? <laughs> wouldn't you? Now that I'm thinking about it, and weirdly I never have, or perhaps properly I never have, now that I am thinking about it, I definitely would want to be a Pokemon with a dick. Because then you're like, I'm going to see what this is all about, you know? And maybe I'm being a little too Bill for your <laughs> taste. Very Bill. You know? Listen, let's just agree to it, disagree. <laughs> and then, so we beat Misty this week. Next week, we will be venturing down to... Vermilion. Vermilion City. We will be taking the underground route to Vermilion City and taking on... Lieutenant Surge. That's right. That's going to be a tough one for you. Really? You see my you see my team? You see how stacked I am? Lucian is going Fucking to have filthy a filthy with levels. John Baptiste is going to be in trouble. John Baptiste is frankly a little overpowered right now, so he may I mean, sit you this one out. Literally can't be on the bench. Level him up more than 4 times. Yeah, and then I'm if I level him up 4 more times I'm in trouble. So Okay, so that's what we're going to do next time. My name this week has been Megatoner Greenring, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring. My name... Do you remember your name? ...is Slack Josh, a.k.a. Josh Fjellstad, one of the Mew 2. Yep. And you've been listening to Experience Share. Yes, a Pokemon podcast. We'll see you next week in Vermilion City. Smell you later. Smell you later. <laughs>